Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. This week's question is all about focus. And our listener sent a message saying, I'm really struggling to focus and do not want to start ADD, ADHD medications. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, So my answer is, of course, I have a ton of recommendations, but it is always important to figure out what the root cause of the focus issues are. And so just a reminder in functional medicine, we always start back at your birth And we get a good health timeline to help us figure out what may be causing the trouble focusing. So we want to know about your birth. We want to know if you're a female about your menstrual cycle history. We want to know about your stress management, any kind of trauma you went through. All of these things will impact the potential root causes of focus issues. So what are some of the biggest factors that I see in practice? I really kind of think about it as three uh, kind of buckets When it comes to focus, we have neuroinflammation, we have hormone and neurotransmitter imbalances, and we have nutritional deficiencies. And typically focus issues are put into one of those categories. And so neuroinflammation, kind of breaking that down first, that can happen when our body is under a lot of oxidative stress. So any kind of oxidative stress can drive up inflammation, make us age quicker, impact longevity and focus. And that neuroinflammation can be rooted in so many other things. So in practice, we see this as food sensitivities. We see it post-infection. I think this is where a lot of the long-haul COVID brain fog fatigue is coming from, is this oxidative stress, neuroinflammation, mitochondria dysfunction. We also see it a lot just with general gut dysfunction outside of food sensitivities. So I don't know if you've heard the saying, leaky gut, leaky brain, but if you have a lot of inflammation in your gut, chances are you're going to have some degree of neuroinflammation. Think of that vagus nerve and the communication from our gut to our brain. With hormones and neurotransmitter imbalances, this gets a little bit more um, uh, kind of uh, diverse. There's so many different hormone and neurotransmitter imbalances that can impact focus. But the things that I see the most commonly in practice is really low pregnenolone. And pregnenolone is your master hormone over all of your hormones. And pregnenolone is derived from cholesterol, and then it breaks down typically into progesterone and DHEA. And a lot of pregnenolone is made in our adrenal glands. So when we're under a lot of stress, we can have low pregnenolone. So we see a lot low pregnenolone and high cortisol impacting focus. So stress could be a big driver of focus issues. The other big thing we see is blood sugar imbalances. We have a lot of patients that blood sugar is all over the place. And as you guys know, at stat wellness, we use a lot of continuous glucose monitors because we want to see how is your blood sugar throughout the day? Because any blood time, your blood sugar is high or low, you're going to have issues focusing. Uh, and so we really want this nice, stable blood sugar as it relates to brain health, cognition, and focus. 
The other big hormone imbalance I see impacting our focus is estrogen dominance and low progesterone. So one of the questions I ask my patient as it relates to focus is, do you see a cyclical component? Do you have part of your cycle where your focus is really great and part of your cycle where it's really difficult to complete even simple tasks? And if it's cyclical, that may be a hormonal imbalance as it relates to female hormones. And typically I see worse focus in the second half of your cycle or what is called the luteal phase. So from ovulation until menstruation, that second half is when I see most of the brain fog and trouble focusing. Nutritional efficiencies really can be anything, uh, but the biggest things I see in practice is omega-3s, B and D as it relates to brain health, focus, and mood. Uh, so omega-3s, these are your fatty acids. These are derived from things like salmon and cod, ground flaxseed, chia seeds, walnuts, B vitamins. You get those in a lot of nuts, seeds, wheat germ, um, and animal products. Uh, folate, which is B9 in that dark uh, leafy greens, really, really important. Vitamin D, you do get some from food, but it's really tough. You know, your egg yolks have a little bit of vitamin D. Your fish, especially if you're eating the skin of the fish, has a little bit of vitamin D. Uh, mushrooms are fortified milks, but a lot of times we get vitamin D from the sun and it's tough because we are going outside and we're wearing clothes or we're putting on sunscreen and both of those things block the vitamin D synthesis. And then, you know, we can get even deeper with vitamin D receptors and the genetic component. So as we talk about these nutritional deficiencies, I always go back to the importance of testing because just because something is good for you doesn't mean it's what you need. And it doesn't mean it's what is going to address the root cause. So at Stat Wellness, we really want to be very focused in our plan of care and not just throw everything that's good for you at you because that's overwhelming. So we have to first figure out what is the root cause and work on that. On that. But just some general recommendations for our listener that wants to avoid ADD and ADHD medications is kind of evaluate your lifestyle first. Um, lifestyle is really important for our brain health and our focus. So really basic things. Are you exercising? Are you sleeping? And are you managing your stress? Those three things are going to impact our focus. Exercise movement helps the right and the left side of our brain communicate more effectively. So one of my favorite images is the study that was done on students after 20 minutes of sitting, uh, and then after 20 minutes of walking and just the, uh, the activity between the left and the right side of the brain, the way it lights up, it helps you think more creatively. It helps you think more analytically, and it's going to just help with focus when we get that movement and have our brain communicating more effectively. So exercise is huge. Are you sleeping? If you are not sleeping, it's going to impact our hormones. It's going to impact pregnenolone, our adrenal hormones, uh, our blood sugar levels. Sleep is really where our body heals. And as you guys have heard, if you listen to a lot of these podcasts, that deep sleep is really important for the body's recovery. So maybe you need to get a sleep tracker if you're in bed for seven, eight hours, but you're not sure about the quality of your sleep. Maybe get a sleep tracker and see how are you actually sleeping at night. So that deep sleep super important for brain health, recovery, and focus. And then stress management. Are you, you know, really is your, is your cup just empty? Are you pouring everything out? Are you running from one thing to another? Are you in a survival state? I always tell people at the end of the day, you know, evaluate, did you survive that day or did you feel like you really th uh, thrived? And if you are every day in a survival state, that is that fight or flight. And you are going to have hormonal imbalances that are impacting your focus. 
and stress management can be very simple things. Um, a lot of people know right now I have two business locations. I have two children under two and, uh, life is crazy. There's a lot of days I feel like I'm in survival rather than thriving. And I believe that's the season, but I look at what are some of the things I can do during this season consistently. Deep breathing is so easy and so simple. I really try to do this when I'm driving. I try to do it first thing in the morning. I try to do it before I go to bed. Um, I used to be a big one for Epsom salt baths. Now a shower is really all I can get in. So I call it my spa shower and I put essential oils at the bottom of the shower and I breathe in the steam and um, I feel so relaxed when I come out. So that is such a big self-care thing that I need to do. I need to shower. And so I've made it a more of a, um, as I call spa experience. And for me, exercise looks different. It's not, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, which is great each day. It may be going in my basement and doing five to 10 minutes of a circuit. And it's those small spurts of uh, movement that are going to help long-term. And so I hope that this season is short-term, uh, but you have to evaluate what are my non-negotiables in this busy season of life. And so hopefully if you're listening and you're in a very similar situation to me, just know it's not all or nothing. These little things make a difference. And maybe you're not in as busy of a season and you can really pour into yourself more. Maybe you can get a one hour walk every day in the natural sunlight, listening to a podcast. Maybe you can do Epsom salt baths three times a week. Maybe you can start your day with a 10 minute meditation. You know, it, it looks different. You are the best indicator of what you can do right now, but determine something you can do long-term as it relates to that stress management. So how are you doing in those three things? Super, super important. Then we have to look at nutrition. You know, are you eating your three well-balanced meals? Uh, so many people that I'm seeing right now are getting into the really trendy intermittent fasting and they're waiting till 12 or one to eat. Then they're eating, you know, this nice large meal. Their blood sugar is all over the place. They're exhausted. Their cortisol's up. They're anxious and they're not focusing. And they haven't really correlated it back to the intermittent fasting and how that's impacting them. And for some people, intermittent fasting is fantastic. For others, it's not. So if you're struggling with focus issues, blood sugar issues, I really encourage those three well-balanced meals and keeping that blood sugar stable. The other big thing is evaluate your gut health. You can start by just actually paying attention to how your gut feels. How do you feel when you eat? How do you feel throughout the day? How are your bowel movements? If you've never seen a Bristol stool chart, look online. Are you a type four? Is it a nice snake-like bowel movement? If you're having gut symptoms, really get that evaluated by somebody, uh, you know, really I recommend from functional medicine lenses that looks at the good bacteria in your gut as long as with the additional bacteria. So really, really important to take an evaluation of that because your gut is referred to as your second brain and it is going to be a huge driver in your brain health and focus. The other thing is, you know, we talked about getting your nutrients checked, depending on how your levels look, consider supplementing a good omega-3 fatty acid. And I'll talk about a couple studies related to that. And then finally, um, and this relates to our studies as well for this episode, but think about doing some NAD depending on your risk factors and what's going on. NAD injections and IVs have been shown to really help with oxidative stress and neuroinflammation. And so if, if it feels like this is related to co-infection or mitochondria issues, we definitely want to try something like NAD if you're the right candidate for it. 
So as always, I'll link these research studies into the show notes, but there was two studies that I just wanted to mention as it relates to NAD improving cognitive function. So these were both done on mice, but they found the first study found that NAD administration rescued these cognitive deficiencies that they saw and inhibited neuroinflammation. And the mechanism was really protecting the mitochondria, which is in every cell, and it's how you make energy. And mitochondria, you have a ton of mitochondria in your brain and your heart. So this NAD is really helpful for protecting the mitochondria and decreasing what is called ROS or reactive oxidative stress. So this is really important uh, when we think of Alzheimer's prevention, brain health, cognition. Um, The second study was done on mice as well. They looked at a mouse model as it relates to Alzheimer's. And they found in five months that they saw an increased brain NAD level, reduced expression of pro-inflammatory cytokines. It decreased the activation of some of these cells that really caused aging and brain damage in these uh, studies. So think about NAD as it relates to reducing inflammation, increasing brain NAD levels, protecting the mitochondria and helping with focus. So again, the NAD, we do this as an injection and we do it as IVs at Stat Wellness, but think of it really for the neuroinflammation root cause, the mitochondria dysfunction, the um, oxidative stress, you know, the co-infections, all of those things that we're seeing in practice right now. And then the other two studies that I just wanted to mention, we're looking at omega-3 fatty acids in uh, people with more ADD, ADHD. And so the first one is an omega-3 fatty acid study done on use with ADHD, and they did a systematic review and meta-analysis. So they pulled in a bunch of really good, high-quality, randomized controlled trials, and they found that uh, monotherapy of omega-3, so using omega-3s only, improved clinical symptoms and cognitive performance in children and adolescents with ADD, uh, ADHD. And the study also found that use with ADHD had lower omega-3 levels. So people struggling with focus, they may be lacking omega-3s and supplementing omega-3s may really make a difference when it comes to focus and cognition. And then the second study, they looked at omega-3 supplementation on brain activation and cognition in young adults as well. And this one I found a little bit interesting because they found that EPA-rich supplementation actually had a larger benefit than DHA-rich supplementation. And EPA and DHA are just two different type omega-3s. And they looked at uh, cognition and uh, performance after just 30-day supplementation. And they found the group that was doing EPA-rich supplementation, they found their brains worked, and they put this in quotes, less hard, and they had better cognitive cognitive performance uh, than prior to supplementation. So, you know, I always ask my patients, what are the side effects of taking a good quality omega-3? Yes, it can thin your blood and, you know, there is potential side effects, especially if you're going into surgery and things like that. But these are really getting into nutritional levels and optimization. And I always recommend looking for the root cause and trying some of these things first before you jump to the stimulants. Stimulants can be very effective for ADD and ADHD, but they also can decrease your uh, appetite they can cause more blood sugar issues. They can definitely cause adrenal issues. So throwing off more of the cortisol and the DHEA. So really important to figure out that root cause, address it, 
think about those lifestyle components that are so important. And then think about some of these studies, you know, the NAD and how it's going to impact neuroinflammation and mitochondria and uh, function, and then the omega-3s. And how are these fatty acids going to play a role in brain health? Um, And then the other thing I I just wanted to share that I think is funny, I've had some people message me and say, my voices sounded different, these episodes. And (laughs) Um, I do not uh, edit our episodes. So these are super organic. It's just me talking. So that's why some episodes are better than others. And I have started doing the episodes first thing in the morning when my children are still sleeping and before I get to work because life with two locations and two under two is a little bit crazier. And so right now it's five o'clock in the morning and my family is all sleeping. So I feel like that's why I am naturally talking more quiet and I sound uh, not as vibrant. Uh, So thank you for all the listeners that are super in tune with how my voice is. Um, But it's just uh, fitting it in at different times of the day. But I love doing these podcasts. I love sharing this information. And as always, send me your questions, any questions you have. I want to bring these on to season four of the little by podcast. And remember we do free 15 minute consults at stat wellness. So give us a call at 404-254-5905. If you want to get on the schedule for a new patient visit, or you just want to check in and see how we could help you and see if we're the right fit for you. So check out our website at statwellness.com, Instagram at statwellness. And uh, my personal is at Dr. Kristen Oja. And this podcast is all at little by on Instagram. So check us out. And thank you for listening. As always, you guys are um, such amazing followers, supporters and believers of what we do at Stat Wellness and our whole functional medicine mission of really transforming the way we view medicine because medicine is so important. But if we can uncover the root cause and spend more time listening to our patients, I really believe that true healing can happen and we're decreasing risk factors of other diseases down the road. So invest in your health today to prevent investing in it down the road. Thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.